Well, welcome again today. We have another in a series of podcasts around this area called business transaction management and and how business transaction management is a key enabler to a maturing strategy of business service management and how uh, we want to explore this area of business transaction management and 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 get into those various technology areas with uh, our various vendors in the marketplace. Today I have Lanier Shakam, who is the CTO of a new emerging company in the space of business transaction management called CoralSense. I'd like to introduce uh, Lanier and let Lanier introduce himself, his background, and uh, CoralSense to us today. So Lanier, if you could just share a few words here with us this morning. Um, yeah, sure. Thank you, Doug. Um, well, my name is Lanier Shagam. I'm the CTO of CoralSense. Um, my background is I've, I've worked for big software vendors such as IBM for a long time, and I had my own startups in the past. In my years in IBM, I worked closely with the WebSphere product family, and I was usually getting called in to customer sites and vendor sites and trying to help them with all the problems they had in their multi-team environments. Got very familiar with all the tools that were already out there, such as the Precise, Quest, the, the Tivoli, the Indicenter, the OpenView, the, the Wiley, everything that was already deployed. And it's very obvious to me that, that there's still a big, uh, big gap in what vendors in the performance management are offering to customers, and that the, the issue of tracing a transaction, is, which is, as I saw it, and as I think that right now the market already understands it, is, which is the basic need of every IT organization. It's all around the transactions, and if you can't trace them and know where they're going, then, then why are you doing them there all the time? And it came clear to me that, that there's still a gap here, and that's when I found it quarrelsome. Welcome to uh, this podcast and, and our journey together as we learn about uh, business transaction management. I came across your blog, you know, maybe about a year ago, and you know, was immediately taken to that as, as you know, a CTO with you know, you, your blog was full of spice and full of uh, teeth, and and, and and really hit home with me because you were talking about the realities of. IT and and the problems and the challenges and the games and the and the uh, the smoke screens that uh, you know we often had to deal with you know as somebody who worked in IT so I commend you on your blog and I encourage you to find the time uh, to continue to uh, you know tell it from uh, the heart in uh, you know the things that you see uh, clients struggling with or vendors struggling with uh, in that area. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to do so. Every quarter I'm saying I'm trying to post at least a single post. It's hard for me, but I'm trying to, to keep it updated. And, and I, if I, once I know that someone is at least reading it, then it will <laughs> definitely will motivate me to write something. Yeah, well, don't get discouraged. It's uh, it's you know, it strokes our egos when we see the readers, uh, you know, the numbers in, in Google Analytics, or we see people comment. But you know, you just got to keep plodding through those times of. Um, disillusionment with, you know, why am I doing this? It's going on three years for me, and I, I struggle with that all the time to try and put thoughts to that virtual paper on the blog, if you will. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, let's just start out with, with laying a little bit of foundation uh, around business transaction management, and, and could you just share a little bit about, um, you know, 
the the BTM value proposition. You know, what what is a business transaction? The way we see it, a business transaction is whatever happens within the data center and at the user's desktop from the moment the user hit the button until they receive the response. That's what we call a business transaction. This is the most atomic, most granular level of, of a transaction. So when we say that SharePath tracks transactions end-to-end 100% full visibility, we mean that you will capture every single event that was issued by a user or by some kind of, of automatic application, script, whatever. We don't care. But as long as it arrives to the data center and it does something that influences different tiers within the data center, we will track it and we will capture it. I think uh, one of your recent blog posts summed it up very nicely and you know should be part of your company's marketing campaign. And that was um, something along the lines of from URL to SQL. Yeah, exactly. So when you when you talk about that atomic business transaction and you move into you know business transaction management, what is what does business transaction management mean to CoralSense? Well I think that, that the management part is well when you come to an IT organization and, and I've been part of IT organizations and I've been a consultant to IT organizations and I was, like for two years, I was a war room manager. I, was, I, was, I used to get called in when there were hard performance problems and, and they needed some interdisciplinary knowledge, which from a background I have, and I didn't do it by myself, I had a partner as well. Oren, which is also the co-founder of, of course, and he's our CEO. Um, we both have very strong technical backgrounds. So uh, we, we, we've got got called in as, as war room managers and we would try to open, help the organizations to, to understand what the problem is and how to solve it and we wrote code and we, we looked at logs and, and we used all the tools that they have. And when I say business transaction management, I mean that there is no reason for, for, an, for an IT organization to keep on sustaining different various tools which eventually either show the same thing exactly or, or, or they don't show anything that has real meaning. I mean, I, I had the, the, the pleasure of, not pleasure, but I had the pleasure of, of working with most of the tools of, of my competitors and, and vendors that are different spaces but are still in the, in the management, performance management space. And eventually, there's like maybe two, three fields that you're really interested in and you really use, and all the rest is like a, a bunch of blah blah, which has no meaning. Nobody looks at it, and sometimes I think it's just for the sales guy who will have what to, what to speak about. So, what we think is that a transaction management solution should be something that covers everything. I mean, essentially what they have is they've got all these different tools and if they're lucky, they're all integrated into the same event management application, which is the Tivoli, the Unicenter, the Patrol, the OpenView, use each one of these big four. And 
the event is an event management system they're sending out events when something exceeds some kind of, of rule that they define so they should keep that event management system because you need someone to report the alerts right you need someone to be responsible for sending out the SMS or, or the email or, or, or for the beeper but the sensors that are collecting everything I think that should be from a single umbrella, a single solution, which is responsible for tracking the transactions and it's also responsible for making sure that the underlying infrastructure is working. I mean, eventually what they need is the CPU, the disk, the memory, the network capacity, basic stuff. This is, there is no innovation in that already. This stuff has been around for more than a decade. And a good transaction management provider will provide a full end-to-end visibility, 100% of tracking of everything, and will report any useful information which is relevant for sustaining and maintaining an IT environment, such as the regular stuff of processes that are being executed within a server, the disk space, the memory space, stuff like that. Stuff like traditional monitoring solutions has been, has been uh, providing for, for years now. So the management for me is taking care of everything. And I really think that a transaction management solution will eventually be everything that uh, HP OpenView or Mercury Buck is or IBMTivity is, maybe except just the, the, the issues of automatic deployment. I think that when it comes to automatic deployment of fixes and patches over the different servers, I think that's out of the scope of transaction management. But everything else, real user measurement, Synthetic transactions, alerts, making sure that there's, there's enough disk space on the server and making sure that transactions are flowing end-to-end and giving valuable information about every single event within a transaction. If there's, event, if there's a transaction that's in specific tier, one of its events, over-consumed CPU or memory or I.O. or stuff like that, this should be part of the transaction management solution. Eventually, transaction management should, should include the, the database performance solution the storage performance solution, the user experience solution, the network solutions, everything. This is a, what transaction management will be. So we're starting at the beginning, which is the basic end-to-end uh, transaction hub or bus or whatever, whatever the, the, the name will be. But once you have that ability, you can grow from that. Wow, so SharePath has uh, quite a journey ahead of itself to incorporate all those components. I think that solutions already available right now, whether it's open source or stuff like that. I think that offering a combined solution is something that is, is just around the corner. Right. Now I think that a year from now, you'll see transaction management vendors being able to offer a complete solution for maintaining your IT data center. Great. So. When, when Coral Sense talks about the value proposition, uh, I sort of see the value proposition in, in three different areas in, in the typical company. Can you first describe what the value proposition of business transaction management would be to the business? You know, why should a business, not, not necessarily the IT organization, but you know, if the CIO presents a business plan for business transaction management. You know, what's the value proposition story to the business? Well, I think that that from my 
experience with application owners at the business side, which in most of the cases, they own the budget. And I think what they want to make sure is that their application works. That's it. They invested the money for creating an application which should answer some kind of business need. That's the first step. The next step is that they want to make sure that this application works. Very simple. At the end of the day, you need that when a user hits the button, he will receive at the, at the uh, um, normal response time, which he can live with, the result that he's expecting to receive. So I think it's very easy to explain that Building the application, whether you bought it from an external vendor or it's a homegrown application, is step A. And then sustaining and maintaining the application is step B. Without a transaction management solution, step B cannot be accomplished. Okay. I sort of see the heart of, of the targeted BTM sales pitch towards the application development or application support organizations. What's the value proposition to those groups? Um, I think that in the sense of the operations and the support, um, the value proposition is, is pretty clear. Um, these guys are responsible for, for, for what's the problem, what they identify a problem. So A, they need to be able to identify the problems. Okay? So, but once it's identified, their purpose is to detect as fast as possible who can solve it, okay? Who should now be in charge of this, take ownership of the problem? And a transaction management solution offers exactly that. A, it can show them when there is a problem. Transactions are not being processed. There are errors. Response time is slow. A single theory is not working, stuff like that. And B, it can show them exactly in what tier, what event, what transaction, who's the user, all the relevant information they can only dream about, which can take them to the next step of solving the problem. So these guys have an, an immediate um, ROI, and, and the value proposition for them is, is clear. They're already working with, with different dashboards and stuff like that. They just don't get the relevant information from them. And when it comes to application developers, then I think that they they're using transaction management once it's once they finish the development and their unit testing. Once they start the QA and the integration level, then they need a solution which tracks the transaction when they start with the load test and stuff like that. Because during the development phase, what they really need is a good debugger. Debugger, profiler, or for that, if, you, if you're a Java-based um, application, then your developer is going to, probably going to use some kind of Java profiler, whether it's an expensive one, uh, such as Wiley, or whether it's, it's a, a, a normally priced one, so performance or even open source stuff, which are free, to give you exactly the same functionality. Uh, but once they finish the development, and their code is, is fine, and they start doing the integration test and the QA test and the acceptance test and the load test, they need a transaction management solution deployed. Because 
something very important. Transaction management is designed for production environments. So we can actually apply stress, apply load, and see how the application works. And right now, if when they're doing that, they can only do it in a, a in a log mode where they write logs and then they do themselves the correlation between the event and stuff like that. Transaction management solution will give them out of the box. Okay. So it sounds like again that you you agree with that BTM is is squarely rooted in providing a production type tool for the application development or application support groups. What about what about the front line? You know that tier one uh, network operations center, enterprise command center. Uh, you know the guy who is the first one to see the help desk ticket about you know slow response time or or you know my transaction isn't you know cl- you know completing. You know, what's the value proposition to the guys on the front line? I think it's, I I, um, I talked about it in, in, in my answer before. This is uh, I I feel them as the operations guy. Okay, that's under the operations group. Okay. And what what they usually see is a dashboard. Okay, so and and the tools they have right now they have the events which are being sent all the time, and sometimes the event has meaning and sometimes it has no meaning. And sometimes have the event and, and they know what they should do as, as an action item as the next step and sometimes they don't. Um, what we think is that transaction management should give them is the immediate next step for sure. Because if you get a topology view like Sherpas gives, which is like an end-to-end view of your entire topology, we don't miss a thing. You see your app server, your web server, your MQ, the database, your, your mainframe, everything. And if there is a problem in the middle somewhere, you'll see it immediately. And if there is a user complaining, you can do like log into SharePath, see all the all the actions the user actually did, and then break it down and see exactly where it, it was where where the response time was slow. So these guys are getting a tool which is very easy to use and it should be easy. Our mantra is, is that software should be easy to use. Very complex uh, underneath the hood, but very easy to use. Intuitive and easy to use. So they get a tool that, that integrates everything. Integrates SQL queries, HTTP requests, IOP, RMI, RPC, whatever. And, and also can give them views which are very simple to understand even to a non-technical uh, employee, which has a, a high-level understanding of the flow of, of what is an application or what is a topology, okay? Which is which these guys have that kind of, of knowledge. So this is like a tool that they can immediately know where they, who they should uh, talk to at the next step and who can help to solve the problem. Okay, so it's it's very much like. Uh, the operating room or emergency room triage, right? So they they get enough visibility to tell, you know, the problem is in the web app or database tier so they can route that trouble ticket to the appropriate application support group. Exactly, because the problem with with war rooms in general is that they don't, nobody, they don't, they don't have a common language. No, if you 
go to a network guy and you start talking to him about the Java code, he, he doesn't understand the word you're saying. And when you're talking to a DBA and, and you're explaining to him about the, the JavaScript problems in the browser of the user, it's like something he has never seen before in his life. Correct. But the problem right now is performance problems is that they're interdisciplinary. They're, they're, they're cross-tier. They're, and they require um, intimate knowledge in different aspects of the application topology. So it turns out that, that you have to be someone who understands what is a packet, what is a socket, what is the process, what is a disk, what is a cache, right. and what is Java. Do you think that's a, a missing missing job function or role in, in most IT organizations today? I think I think that most IT organizations have this role being uh, done by someone. They just didn't give it a formal name yet. Right now, I'm doing a I'm starting a, a I have a new prospect. I'm doing this this new deal, and the guy who's in charge in deploying SharePath. When we met him first time, we asked him, what's your job role? What's your job title? He said, I'm responsible for end-to-end monitoring. And I think that we're going to see that in every IT organization. Someone who's responsible for the end-to-end monitoring. And this guy can has to have, and the guy that, that we met was very knowledgeable. Okay, It has to be a very knowledgeable guy. It's going to be hard to find guys like that. It's not easy. Someone who also knows what SQL is and how database works, also understands how Java works, also understands how Microsoft Apologies .NET works, and what's a queue, and what's a message broker, and what's a load balancer. So not a lot of people in our industry have this kind of interdisciplinary knowledge. Right. But it is required for applying a solution like that. Yeah. Usually at the war room, the guy that, that, that handles these problems is someone who has this kind of interdisciplinary knowledge. And I think that every organization eventually has someone with this guy, even if they didn't give him the, you know, this, this specific role. There is this guy, and all of us know about it. We all know that, that these guys who, who seem to know everything, right? But they don't really know everything. They just turned out that their experience is interdisciplinary. They, they, they know the network, they know the database, they wrote some Java in their past, so they have the ability to understand the complete end-to-end view. So what we try to do with SharePath is bring this kind of knowledge to the practitioner, to, to the layman, yeah. in, you know, to, to someone who really don't have this kind of knowledge, but now has the ability to immediately understand what's going on, even without knowing what an SQL query is. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I can see a whole other podcast discussion around, you know, organizational structure for the future because I sort of you know, have very strong feelings that that intimate knowledge that you just mentioned is generally found in the super secret enterprise architecture council 
and you know the, the all high and mighty group of guys or gals that are elevated to a position of knowledge and understanding these things from that end-to-end perspective. But when IT organizations structure themselves, they put people into the you know the Windows system and admin group or the Solaris system admin group or the network engineering group or the you know DBA group, and we have the silos where everybody's forced at that level to be just an expert in one area. And we need to elevate this role of, of a business service manager or somebody who's responsible for whether it's that transaction from end to end or, or at a higher level, that business service or business process from end to end. And, and we, you know, maybe it's a matrix-type organization where you know Windows System Admin 1, DBA 1, you know, other admin are all sort of linked together and, and incented and compensated and and measured on how well they manage that service from end to end instead of just managing Windows servers or or other things like it is today. Yes, definitely, definitely. I think that I think that these roles are already out there. They, they don't have a formal name yet, and you're totally right. You you you, you see them a lot in the architecture group, in the uh, performance group, the stuff that's even, I saw a lot of organizations where they have this performance group which is in charge of overall performance. So these guys know databases, they know Java, they know code, you know, they, they, they know what the network is. Yeah. Um, you see it in the CTO office. Um, and yes, it's going to be your role. Just as there is a DBA, just as there is a Solaris admin, just as there is today a J2E expert, which is something that seven years ago we didn't see in the IT organization. Right. But now there is someone who's responsible for the J2E app servers. So it's obvious. It's, it's, I think there is not a way. There's going to be a role which is responsible for that end And this guy eventually wanted some kind of platform to work with. And this is what and transaction management is going to bring him this value and it's going to be spread to the entire uh, data center. Right. Well, great. I think that's a good foundation to, you know, business transaction management uh, and the value proposition. If, if we could just sort of look now at the overall maturity of, of the transaction management technology and market, you know, how would you classify where we were? You know, what's what was the first generation approaches in this area? to where we are today or the current generation and, and where you see that next generation of business transaction management in terms of you know technology or approaches, products or solutions or, or vendors. I mean where where are we where are we learning from the past to get to the future in this area? Um, I think that the first step was the mainframe Omega Mon and the team up. Okay, so these guys were monitoring the, the program names, the CSCA's jobs, JCL tickets. <laughs> Not know if anyone still remember this, but I do. And, and this was the first transaction management solution, okay, or performance management, because everything was in the center in, in one single server, the matrix. Then, next step was client server, right? So you had your client, and you had your server, which was 99% a database. So the database became the, 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 the single point of failure, became the place where everything is stored, 
and in the SQL queries were, 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 were everything, you know? If you had a problematic SQL query, then this is, you got a store transaction. So that's when the application performance management market, I think, really emerged with companies such as Precise and Quest, with the first tools for database monitoring. They, they took the SQL command line, where you had to work with, with, with the command line mode to extract the information, and they built these smart agents, which collected everything all the time, and it was designed for production. Uh, sometimes it worked actually in production, not always. And they had this very nice and sexy dashboard, and suddenly you had a tool which you can work with, you know? It was around 97, okay, Windows came out. Windows 95, uh, no, it's just like around the same, it's got stable around the same period. So you were able to have a, a, a sexy, easy to work with tool for optimizing and understanding what's going on within your database. So sudden DBAs and even someone who didn't have this kind of deep, intimate knowledge with the database, they were able to work with something that, that gave them value. Okay? I think that was the beginning of the market. Besides Quest, they were the pioneers. Next step, Java app servers. Okay, Java, I think that became really common in organizations uh, uh, during uh, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002. And these years, Java was, was starting to spread out. Suddenly, a lot of, of, of application vendors were, were employing Java and were using Java as their base for their application, and they were sending this to enterprises, and then suddenly you have Java app servers everywhere. And then there was another black box, the Java. And you had to have somewhat something for tracking what's going on within the Java, profiling the Java, managing performance around Java. And then you had the Wiley Perform Assure uh, uh, go by Wiley identifying sites by BMC, stuff like that. So that was the next step. And at the same time, the web, year 2000, and you started tracking user experience, right? Because you had this website, which is your business, and you need to make sure that it's working. So you got your synthetic transactions, you got your Gomez, your, your, uh, your Mercury, Topaz, um, stuff like that. So I think that was the beginning, and 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 of course the, there was always network uh, probes for making sure that the network is working. And as TCP/IP became the standard, um, you had solutions that were passing and sniffing network protocols and show you something about what's going on within your network just by passing network traffic. So it had this different type of tools for the network guys, the DBA guys, the app server guys, the mainframe guys. And in the past three years, we've been seeing tools for the storage guys, Shabdei Sun and the NAS, companies like Honauro, which was acquired by, um, by NetApp at the beginning of the year, which is offering a performance solution for for managing your son. And this is like, for me, it was like the, 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 when I saw Inara, I understood that this is the end of the line, you know. So you have, you've got your user experience, you've got your network, you've got your app, your TV. Now you've got tracking your storage. So that's it. 
From now on, you have to have something which is cross you. You have there is no other way. Okay, there is no there is no silo which is is by itself. And then I forgot to mention MQ and MQ software and tools that you just look at the, the queue itself, its size, how it's working, its throughput. Companies like Nastel. So this is this, all of this happened in the past like five years, you know, five to six years. That's it. So I think that every single silo uh, was developed on its own as it was presented to the industry and it was embraced by the industry. And I think that what we see in, in, in the past two years is that there is some kind of stability. Okay, I don't see new stuff anymore. I see new concepts for app servers. I see other languages, not just Java-based. Um, I see a lot of integration. You know, web, web services is, 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 is a buzzword, but eventually it's just an easy way to do integration. I know enterprises which were doing HTTP-based XML 10 years ago. No, 97 it already worked. But you don't see new silos. It seems that that Things are starting to be a little bit stable in that sense. What you do see is more and more silos, okay? But not different types of silos. I think the market has matured to the level where you can deploy a end-to-end solution. I think that if you would try that a few years ago, you would have a lot of problems doing so. But right now, I think that that there is some kind of stability in the new technologies that you see at enterprises, at least from the application side. You know, I know that, that there's always constant change and in, in, in progress in, in the, the storage and the disks and the throughput of the switches of the network and stuff like that. These guys are always moving forward. But from the sense of tracking a transaction, really something never changed. TCPIP is therefore and will stay there I think for the next 10, 20 years. HTTP protocol, TDS, TNS, the protocols which are, are, are the language of the application, they're the same like for the past five to 10 years. Java will not go away as an app server. There will be new methods for doing an app server. It doesn't have to be necessarily JVM, it can be a different process. But eventually it's gonna be a process, multi-threaded or not, which is handling the transaction. So I think that the, the overall architecture of an application is gonna, is gonna stay very much the same, you know? What, what can you invent more? There's already very mixed topology, which is mixed enough, complex enough, and so complex that right now it's very hard to maintain and understand. And I don't see any logic in it becoming more complex by by presenting new concepts which we cannot think of right now. So what I do think is going to happen is that the basic technology nodes are going to stay relatively the same, with the same ideas, and and now is the time that the transaction management is going to become the next thing in the system management space. We treat it as a BSM. Or, or, or whatever password 
management market, which is everything which is about maintaining your IT data center, you know, maintaining that everything works. And transaction management is going to be, I believe, 70% of this, this cube, maintaining that your data center actually works. So finding new, you know, finding new ways to make a top-down approach, i.e., you know, focusing on the transactions more than, you know, the low-level infrastructure easier, right? To, to some some approach to consolidate and correlate all the disparate data sources, feeds, speeds, you know, packets, whatnot to reassemble them back into that transaction perspective across the silos. You see, that's the next generation rather than trying to figure out a, a new way to monitor a Kix transaction. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's exactly it. Okay. So you mentioned a couple different uh, areas where people might be confused with what business transaction management is compared or contrasts to, you know, what are complementary areas uh, such as user experience, you know, management and monitoring, you know, that synthetic robotic monitoring website, you know, monitoring Keynote, Gomez, Noah, Symphonic, Karadiant, the big four. You know, how did, you know, I, I think I know your answer, but could you share your idea? Yeah, how, how does... How does how are how are people going to make their minds up about you know do I need one of those types of tools or do I need business transaction management? It's going to be the same offering. I'm well, I, yeah, I agree in the future, okay. but right right I, I, now I'm doing it right now. You know that I'm, I'm doing right now. I I never come to a customer and tell him that I'm just going to track the transactions from the web server or from the proxy or from the load balancer. I always tell them that I can also do it from the desktop. That's it. Whether I bring my own software, whether I bring a partner. Right. I'm going to offer an end-to-end solution. It's going to be a single solution. It's not going to be. It's, going to, it's not going to be separated to different centers. When I'm a CIO and I have limited dollars to spend, what the the analysts or you know the market messages of all the players in this space are talking about is, you know, application uh, user experience, application performance management, um, you know, how do I choose to go towards business transaction management or do I choose to go towards, you know, one of these other things? I, I think that, as you said it, you saw it around the dollars, right? If I'm going to offer your business transaction management for $100, will you take it? Maybe not, it's too cheap. If I offer you business transaction management for for fifty thousand dollars or user experience for fifty thousand dollars. And I tell you the business action management already is with user experience in a rent inside. So it's a non brainer, right? That's not gonna happen. I think that the price is not gonna be the issue. I think that the offering will be that's what we see right now. That a complete offering is something that an organization always prefers over a partial offering. And of course, if you offer a transaction management solution 50 times 
more expensive than just a simple user experience check every once in a while, then it's something that you need to think about, right? If, if it's going to be priced approximately the same, it's not going to be an issue, right? So it's only a matter of price, of budget. Right. Yeah, so I think this, this will be solved. I think that the organization is going to put the budget that they need to put. Because if you want to track transactions through a hundred different applications, then you don't expect to pay for it almost nothing, right? You expect it to be something which is something strategic. It's going to be across everything, everywhere. It's going to influence your entire operation, support. It's going to help you everywhere, you know? It's going to help your developers, your support organization. Uh, right. So, so Coral Sense's belief and your belief is that the future will see business transaction management and that market space defined as, you know, user experience, you know, synthetic and robotic, you know, real user monitoring, uh, application performance management, all rolled up into, you know, one uh, consolidated platform. Which is going to be business transaction management, yes. I think that okay. business transaction management, um, in, in some sense, already does today. Some there, there are not so much good solutions right now, you know. I can think of only about maybe one more enough, and then that doesn't always work. But once there will be enough good transaction management end to end solutions, then they're going to embed within already the synthetic transaction, the reuse measurement, user experience, the, the deep dive inspection into databases and profiling of JVM, such as the APM market. Everything is going to be under a single umbrella of a transaction management solution. Yes. Okay. And so I, I certainly understand and get the user experience part and how that ties into transactions, but what about application performance management? How, how does that differ or, or how is that complementary to business transaction management? What is application performance management? What, what do you refer to as application performance management? Because what I know is that application performance management is precise where it used to be called application performance management and they're doing DBA, DB dip monitoring, you know? Like showing the SQL queries that are being sent out to the database. Right. And offering you a, a smart way to, like, hints if your index within the database is not tuned correctly. Yeah. So this application performance management, if, if, if that is application performance management, and let's say, let's say Wiley and BMC Insights and stuff like that, like different JVM profilers is also under the umbrella of application performance management. So then I think that BTM will definitely be something that, that will include that inherently already inside. Okay. First solutions for BTM will be only for production and they will not allow deep inspection of databases and Java based application servers or .NET application servers. Um, but the next generation, we're going to have already agents which are uh, technology, from technology perspective, are going to allow you to do this deep inspection, this full method trace within a JVM or, or, or a .NET 
they will they might include every, every offering that someone from the ATM space has will already be included within the BTM. And I think that what you see right now is that the APM the APM players are trying to become a BTM player. They're trying to show an end-to-end view. They're trying to show transactions through one JVM to another JVM. Correct. Yeah, they're trying to you know send their hands out and, and show more stuff within the, the data center. Yeah, I agree. So this is this is like a normal evolution. So another area that that is again somewhat related, somewhat complementary, is you know this this area where the analysts have defined uh, a market as um, application discovery and mapping, or ADM. How do you see that um, playing a role in business transaction management? With SharePath, once you deploy agents, you get that automatically. Once you deploy an agent over an operating system, automatically you see all the nodes that are interacting with that specific server, uh, whether they're sending requests or being re- or receive requests, you know, whether they're sending out requests or whether they're serving the specific node. You see everything. And, and it's mapped automatically. And I think that every BTM solution is gonna have that out of the box. So the complementary thing that we don't do right now is, let's say you don't have an agent installed over node A and and you have an agent installed in, in node B, and there is no interaction between B and A. So you don't know that A exists. So you can't, you can't see anything that has to do with A. So okay, so in these cases, um, if I parse the network traffic, I'd see A, probably. And from a technology perspective, we as CoralSense, we have the ability to offer network-based sniffer for automatic discovery very fast because we have the technology already. Because if we wouldn't have, we won't be able to do something like SharePath. So I think that, again, it's going to be part of the same solution. Okay. Either you deploy agents in critical paths and then you get the audit discovery automatically. This is, this is the first phase in any deployment of SharePath. And the other option is BTM vendors will also offer you a network-based discovery product in case you don't have agents deployed in all the junctions that you need for discovering everything. But yes, it's going to be part of the same offering. I've sort of classified some fundamental areas or components of what I think business transaction management uh, solutions would have such as discovery and and tracing and, and inventory and analytics and monitoring. Uh, you know, I guess as you're defining the the, the path for CoralSense, what what um, what are the key components today that are required in a BTM solution? Uh, you know, you know, if, if if a vendor wants to be called a BTM player today, you know, whether it's you know, op tier or or you know, a big four vendor. You know, what what should that BTM solution provide? Days day one out of the box. It should be able 
to track a transaction that was sent out from a browser through a load balancer, like F5 for example, to a proxy, not necessarily a known vendor's proxy, just some startup which developed a proxy five years ago and the code is still there and still working. Okay? Nobody has the code. Just see a binary. That proxy is sending it to another proxy and it's being spread between, let's make it easy, two different applications. Each one has its own web server, different web servers again. Each one has its own app server, one is Java-based, the other one is not. It's a C++ program, written, uh, written homegrown, something that was written within the organization. And the one is sending out database requests to four different databases, Oracle, DB2, Sybase, and SQL Server. And the other one is um, SOAP-based. It's sending out SOAP requests to an external application. And there's an MQ in, in the second application. It's also sending to, that's put to the MQ. And, and there's a mainframe which receives the messages from the MQ. If a vendor wants to be called a BTM vendor, he has to be able to track the transaction across all of these components. He has to be able to show the time spent from the moment the transaction left the browser to the time it arrived to the F5 load balancer, then to the first, God knows who's the owner of that proxy, and to the second proxy, and to the third web server, and to the fourth homegrown C++-based app server, then to the MQ, then to the mainframe. And the, the, the trip back, of course. And the rendering time in the browser. If someone can show that, then he is entitled to be called a BTM player. I can guess part of your answer, but is there anybody out there who can do all of those things today? Uh, Sherpa does it. <laughs> I think we're the only ones right now. I think that um, HP Transaction Division is doing part of it. Okay, That's what, what was called Bristol in the past. Um, Precise um, have different agents for different technologies within their labs and Precise is now rebranding itself. You know, it was acquired by Veritas and it was Symantec. Now it's again a, a, a independent company. And, and they're now going to enter the BTM play. So they have different agents and they can do part of what I, I was describing. Uh, up here, started from the Java, and then now they're, 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 they're deploying a few more agents for different tiers, not just Java-based app servers. They have for databases, uh, I know. Um, they, they have for MQ. Um, who else I can think of? Um, all the Java profilers, they don't play in this game at all. They don't have any, they don't have, they don't know even to track transactions through web service, no? Right. That's like basic thing. First thing you need to do is track transactions once you interact with the web server and all of it. 
it, it seems like a, it's a lot of work, right, to, to span that yeah. breadth of, of, you know, components involved in, you know, that end-to-end flow. Yeah, they didn't mention encryption, you know. <laughs> Sometimes the topology part of it is encrypted. Sure, SSL and all that other stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, you see that, see that between different tiers, you see the, the encryption. So I think that it's, it's us, Optier, now HP, like what used to be Mercury, the vision is starting to offer the transaction vision, which was Bristol. And I think that right now they're the only players that are even close to it. Precise is going to be also a player. So are, are these new emerging vendors, yourself included, a little bit handicapped? To the big four, or that you know, or, or other six, you know, if you will, that that uh, you know have a substantial investment in technology and product portfolios that you know play in all of those areas. I mean, it seems like Coral Sense would have a lot of uh, you know catching up to do to be able to you know go from end to end. Coral Sense has that now. Uh, I don't have any catch, uh, catching up to do. They have. Understand. What I already developed, and what I already have deployed in production environments, working, bought by customers, none of the big four have right now. Only HP has a little bit, part of it, partial part. Transaction vision doesn't, doesn't include the stuff that I told you right now. Transaction vision cannot trace transaction by itself from the browser to the mainframe. It cannot. Mm-hmm. For that, they offer you another solution, like you know, a few products that you have to buy, and they have to be integrated. Yeah, so I guess that's the that's that's the question I was you know asking is you know these other vendors have you know one or dozens of other products that yeah, would be they're required. Yeah, they're throwing salt. You know, I wrote a blog about it. They're yeah. throwing salt. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna throw salt. They're gonna continue to throw salt, and indeed, they're gonna be prospect where I'm going to lose to one of them because they're throwing salt. They offer this site license with everything, uh, with stuff that transaction management shouldn't even deal with and will not deal with, such as automatic deployment, such as a CMDB, such as, uh, I don't know, uh, already an event smart event management mechanism which is already deployed in the organization and now has some kind of, of, of a better way, I don't know. Transaction management is is not everything, you know. Just everything that has to do with making sure your application works. That's it. But there are a lot of different other stuff that night organization does, you know, governance, a project, um, um, a, a bug tracing, um, capacity planning. Uh, transaction management can help with capacity planning, but different, they're different to backup, uh, DRP, disaster recovery, stuff like that. So, so, you know, an, an HP, an IBM, uh, a CA, they have an offering, and with every single space, the CAO has to buy something, they have something to sell, right? So right. they can be very aggressive in terms of price and site license. And they can throw salt at the CIO's eyes and tell him, we have that, it will work. So, that's okay, that's normal. They're still going to have the 70% of the market, probably, I think. But since this is the biggest market in the software industry, right now, the systems management market, 
biggest is one of the top three biggest three it depends on the analyst and I think that the solution that will actually work end to end and will have good reference sites and I think that it will eventually be something that customers will understand the difference between telling you that it works and actually seeing it works and I think that when it comes to end to end Um, that this is what, at least what I hear is that the CIOs and, and the operations managers and application owners they know that the big vendors have nothing to offer because they already have a site license of one of these big vendors they already have a Mercury or CA or IBM or HP or a BMC site license But they don't have an end-to-end view of the application right so these big four are telling them that we're going to have that wait a little bit we're going to have that and I know that I heard that like two years ago that they told them we're going to have that next year but they still don't have that the only one that is offering something maybe similar is, is HP with transaction vision but that's it So I think that there's a huge opportunity right now, and I think that they're going to try to throw salt. Sometimes they will be successful, but not all the time. You cannot bullshit a customer all the time. Eventually, he will call your bluff. I agree. You know, one of the key components of business transaction management is transaction discovery, which is, you know, again, probably the most important first step To being able to do all the other things is to be able to discover those transactions you know what's what's transaction discovery and can you share a little bit about you know how transactions are, are discovered in the various you know technology silos this is actually uh, I think the most uh, the most interesting part of the transaction management is that 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 The last time that I had this, uh, I had this a few weeks ago, I had this presentation. We were just like, closing a deal and we were presenting to the CIO the outcome of the installation of the POC. And we showed him um, all the transactions in his real application to like a banking branch application. And he asked, um, how many days did it take you to configure all of it? And how many people from my organization worked with you on that this? And then I answered him, none of your people were involved in this. And this was automatically. It took me like a few minutes. And I gave this transaction some names yesterday. But the rest of the names that you're seeing here were automatically discovered. And he was amazed. So I think this is, this is a very something, something very strong that you have with, with a good transaction management tool. He will see the transaction and will see the flow and he will reassemble the transaction tree-like view automatically out of the box. And then you're going to get stuck with HTTP URLs which sometimes don't mean a thing, right? I mean, I 
right now as the only obstacle in full automation and full automatic deployment out of the box of an end-to-end view. The only tricky part right now, the only challenge that we have, is how do you give the meaningful name to this 200 characters long gibberish based URL? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen it everywhere. So, what we do is we have, we have a few uh, customized uh, technology solutions of our own, which is like different filters. Like sometimes Sometimes you can extract some kind of of, uh, of meaningful name from the URL itself. Okay, sometimes it has that within. Either it's a parameter value that's being sent out, or something in the URL text, or if it's not a URL, it's an RPC command. Something in the text may be meaningful enough as to be called the transaction name. Okay, I've seen that. And after up to now, I've I've managed it. That was the only part which I had to consult with with the client, with the customer. I would show him his transactions, what were automatically detected, and I would ask him what for him represents the, the type, the transaction type. Okay? There are a few cases where we did it ourselves. We just saw, um, we applied some homegrown uh, utilities, and we just saw that there are um, specific characters which seem as like a good candidate for transaction type. Of course, we can't know for sure it is a transaction type. So we do it and then we show it. And then sometimes it makes sense to them and sometimes it doesn't. Now, there are different techniques for, for trying to extract the type from the raw transaction name. Another method that is, is probably the most elegant one and the best one is once you have it integrated with a real user measurement solution. We have uh, one of our own for browser-based, but there are other companies which we are right now working with which have for the entire desktop, for, for Fred Kai. Now these guys can extract the actual um, name of the transaction that the user sees in the UI. I mean, they can do the screen scrapping of the HTML and they can do automatic OCR for the uh, bitmap, which is like the label name just over the field where the user hit the button, stuff like that. So they're able to extract this meaningful name, which is many times it is the right name. So they have the ability to, to give the transaction the real meaning that, that the customer wants to see. And so we, we're trying, we're tackling this from different angles. Sometimes a simple filter will work. Sometimes you need to apply some smart heuristics. Sometimes you have to have a more complex solution integrated with another vendor for real measurement if you really want to have this automated out of the box. 
So can I put my own name? Can I add my own name to that alias? What? Can I add my own name to those discovered transactions? Yeah, that's that's of course that's easy though. We we always we you always have a transaction type. Okay, that's easy. That you get out of the box. Out of the box, we can find the uh, the characters which which uh, uh, candidates for transaction type. And then we can extract them. We can remove them automatically. We can can you know add them in, in different senses. We can uh, mix them together, and eventually we we'll get something which is a code. And for that, you can give any meaningful name that you want. That that's out of the box. The challenge is how to give this meaningful name automatically as well. Because giving meaningful names for 10,000 transactions is time-consuming, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you want, you want to solve that as well. So this is one of the challenges that, that, that we're handling right now. I think uh, I think that uh, this is one of the last conceptual challenges that we have. So how you do give the meaningful name of the transaction. So it's important that discovering transactions includes the native, you know, Discovery of those things flowing across the technology silo or protocol or you know mainframe you know app server etc. But also having the ability to go import or utilize information that may be in some other operations management tool, for instance, if it was a BMC or an HP or an IBM domain specific tool, to be able to import that data in and associate it to the other discovered entities in the BTM tool? Yeah, like, if you have already, like, a, a, a good CMDB, which most of the organizations don't have, but they say that you do have, because they're all trying to do it, okay, so eventually they will have. Then you're supposed to have a list of all the services that your IT organization is supporting. And then you're supposed to have the URLs over there. You're supposed to have that. And then a BTM solution can extract the information from there, for example. Or if you have a, a HP Mercury Topaz solution, then then that Topaz is applying automated scripts, uh, you know, resembling a user and making sure, like synthetic transactions, making sure that things are working. And he has also meaningful names already deployed with it, so you can get information from that as well. We did that in the past. Uh, and the real user experience tool will have that as well. And so it will be reported to some some place. You can so you be able to get that from that. So that is definitely yes. So CoralSense will have... BTM will have to integrate with, with third-party vendors, which may already reside within the data center topology, to retrieve the missing links that you will need from time to time. So as you as you discover these transactions, you're stitching together, uh, you know, those individual clicks or components or URLs or you know calls to a database into that end-to-end transaction. I, I'm sort of referring to this as that transaction tracing uh, component. Once you've discovered all that and you've started to stitch things together. Are you storing that information, you know, in a 
centralized database of your own that, that, that thinks of it from end to end, or you're using some sort of meta model that has links and references to those discovered components. How do you tie things back together to that end-to-end view? Um, we do a little bit of both. First of all, you have to tie it complete end-to-end for every single instance. Okay, let's say that that the customer wants this kind of solution of 100% visibility of everything. Okay, not everybody or, or wants necessarily 100%. Okay, not that 100% is problematic in terms of overhead, but hundred percent is is requires more disk space, okay? Because you gather more information, right? So it costs a little bit more. Um, so let's say you, you do want hundred percent, then every single click of a user will be and all the different events. And I've seen examples where a single click of a user generated twenty five thousand different events within a data center. Hmm. LSAP calls, SQL calls, different stuff. You won't even imagine that's really happening. But I've seen that 25,000 different events, single click of a button of a user. And all these 25,000 events will be reassembled to a single tree-like view of a single instance. Okay, that's, that's the basic, that's the raw data. Now the customer can decide if he wants to, to save all the raw data or only specific raw data according to specific rules. So that's his decision. SharePass or BTM as a concept has to have the ability of creating a specific single instance uh, tree-like view of a transaction. Okay, so this is the first step. The second step is what usually the customer will need on a minute-to-minute basis or five-minute-to-five-minute basis. You'll need some kind of summary of the information, okay, an aggregation of the information. Once you know how many transactions from this and that type were flowing within his data center, how many were within the desired SLA, how many were exceeding the SLA, you will will want to know how many events are flowing between this and that load balancer and this and that web server. You want to make sure that this web server is available and working and hasn't been and is not not processing the number and not meeting the throughput that he should be meeting. And he wants to make sure that that this and that specific SQL statement are not over utilizing database number 10. Okay, so you have to give them the ability to answer all these questions constantly, real time. So for that, you have to have some layer of analysis and aggregation. And this is the layer that usually the customer will will look at or usually will, will use to create his alerts and is, is, is uh, you know, meaningful events that he should attend to. So we have these two levels. You have the raw data of composing the end-to-end view, tree-like view of a single instance. Then we've got the, uh, the, the higher layer of the aggregation and the analysis 
And what we do with SharePath is we have like this OLAP cube, which you can ask from different dimensions. You can go to specific tier, and then you can ask, okay, who is the events which are utilizing this tier? And then you see the events. And you can ask, okay, so who are the parent events which are utilizing this tier? Who are the transactions which are using this tier? Who are the clients, the end users, who are utilizing this tier? Because if you have an end-to-end -end view, you can ask these kind of questions. So this is like an all-up analysis, okay? Like a cube-like view from different angles, different dimensions. So a BTM, a good BTM, has that inherently because essentially that's where the knowledge is, you know? That's the analysis, uh, that's the, the high-level view which shows you immediately that right now there's a problem in the flow of the information between web server one and app server five. Right. It's very important that we have that information stored and comply analytics, the questions, the answers, you know, to support performance, capacity, activities, as well as the monitoring that is going to be used primarily from these tools.